Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Welcome to my show, America Can We Talk. Today, we're going to talk about Congressman Goebert's going to join me, Representative of Texas, Congressional District 1, the latest vote and election fraud, uh, Smartmatic, Sydney, and Wayne County, Michigan, the MO, how leftists destroy countries and freedom, and if we get to it today, HR1, Pelosi's death to the honest elections bill. And of course, I'll tell you why these stories matter to you. Stay tuned. Debbie Georgiatis, host of America Can We Talk, is an author, attorney, and political analyst whose mission is to inspire the American political conversation about preserving liberty in the best country on earth. Hello again and welcome to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. We're doing things a little out of sequence today because we're so honored and excited to have a guest joining us from Scott, via Skype from Washington, Congressman Louis Gohmert. And I think we'll just bring him right on because he's so great to, and gracious to fit us in his schedule if we have him online. And there he is. Hello, sir. Hello, Debbie. Great to always be with you. Great to see you, sir. So glad you're here. Well, I'll just quickly tell our listeners, I mentioned to our listeners that my husband and I had the great opportunity, blessing to go to Washington, D.C. last weekend and to attend the Million MAGA March, and part of, and which had at least one million people there. And as we made our way up in front of the United States uh, the, um, Supreme Court, with our back to the Senate building, uh, there were various speakers, including Congressman Gohmert. And I wanted to follow up with him and ask him to join us today to talk about why he chose, uh, among the many busy things he could be and should be doing, uh, why he chose to come to that march this past Saturday and talk about the uh, support for President Trump. It was really the Million MAGA March and the uh, Stop the Steal March. I think they kind of merged. But, mm -hmm. sir, you made comments. They were completely wonderful. And would you share with the listeners what you had to say that day, why you went there, what you wanted to talk about? Well, thank you, Debbie. Well, it was critical. Uh, the the rally, the march, it was all so important, especially ending up at the Supreme Court. Now, judges, as uh, we are trained uh, back in my days as a judge and chief justice, you're trained that you're not supposed to let uh, public opinion sway you at all. But we have seen from early days of this country uh, their, the worst decisions were affected by public opinion. And I was told that one of the things that uh, flipped Justice Roberts, Chief Justice Roberts, on the uh, Obamacare decision was this great concern. It was printed. You could find uh, things written about it. But he was concerned, we were told, that... Uh, uh, he might end up being the most political chief justice since Taney and, uh, and Dred Scott decision if uh, he struck down Obamacare. And then millions would die without health care. It was going to be a disaster. Well, those kind of the, the public opinion doesn't affect uh, people like Clarence Thomas and Alito. And unfortunately, it doesn't uh, affect. Oh, gosh, we lost the connection. No, you're good. No, you're good. You're good. We can hear you. Dead gummit. Okay. 
I don't know. He must have seen a signal telling him. I'm sure we'll get him back. We had a little trouble connecting to start with today. Um, and so I'm sure that Matt will figure that out. And um, Matt the Wonderful will get us back with Congressman Gohmert. But the one reason I wanted to have Mom while we're making that connection again was that this was a day uh, in Washington, D.C., where, as I've described to our listeners in the past, or just in the past few days, the marchers who were there, the Million MAGA March, or the other people who were calling themselves to stop the steal, was upbeat, positive, patriotic, passionate, inspired, happy people. No violence, no anger, not, there were not, there were not expressions of hatred. It was people who got together, we sang the national anthem, we said the Pledge of Allegiance. We, there were numerous people who offered prayers for our country, and, and they weren't really prayers for, please let President Trump be reelected. They were prayers for the integrity of our election system, prayers for strength for people involved in the election system and who are the ones who are counting uh, the, the ballots, prayers for integrity, honesty, strength of character for all sorts of people involved. That was the tenor of the march and of everything we heard at the march. And up outside the Supreme Court, the remarks made by Congressman Gohmert were just deeply insightful. They were not. They were mischaracterized by the media. There's one reason I wanted to have him on to talk to him about that. Mischaracterized by the media, uh, painted as though they were comments that were somehow uh, fomenting revolution or something of that bizarre and, and untrue nature. That isn't what he said at all. And I want to give him a chance to talk about it. People uh, reported little snippets of things they hadn't heard or seen. Um, and I want to give him a chance to talk about that. So while we're working, I'll just tell you a couple of things about Congressman Gohmert and about the march. Uh, number one, Congressman Gomer is in his past, as you heard him alluding to a moment ago. Um, he is a past judge. We have him back. Okay, we have him back. Hi, Congressman Gomer. <laughs> we have no sound. We have no sound, Matt. Sorry about that. There he is. Go ahead. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. And thank you for giving me a chance to talk about what we said there. Uh, first of all, uh, I thought it was important that people understand there are justices on the Supreme Court that are affected by public opinion. And I'm quite concerned that Justice John Rob Chief Justice John Roberts, is one of those. Uh, and I've said snidely before that maybe we need to send some hand cream because his Fingers got to be chapped from licking his finger, picking it up there to see which way to win. But uh, anyway, there's some great justices there, but they need to know this matters to us. And from what I understood, uh, the Supreme Court was shocked when they saw the outrage of the American public over the Roe Ro versus Wade decision, because the cocktail parties they attended, everybody was saying, well, of course a woman can do whatever she wants to what's in her own body. Uh, so it is important that people get out there and make sure their voices are heard and their desire and will done so that the court doesn't think they can do things in a vacuum and not have material circumstances. Under no circumstances have I ever advocated violence whatsoever. But in trying to encourage the crowd, I pointed out that the American Revolution uh, apparently was only supported by about 30% of the people. 
but I also mentioned the Egyptian peaceful uprising back in 2013 when supposedly the largest peaceful demonstration ever, or any kind of demonstration, when the uh, Egyptian people went to the streets and demonstrated, and, and peacefully so, and there were 30 million of the 90 million people in Egypt that came out, and they changed the country because they did what an ordained Christian minister named Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. advocated. We can do more through peaceful demonstration than any of the violence like uh, Bill Ayers and Dorn got engaged in. So I was advocating peaceful demonstrations. And that is exactly the way we can affect America for the better. And in fact, uh, just like we can expect, and, and it ended up happening in that rally in the march, you have people from the side of evil that are going to be out there using violence. And just like in Egypt, the Muslim Brotherhood inside, they actually engaged in violence, burned some churches, and then blamed it on the peaceful the law-abiding people. They did that at the rally, causing violence. And uh, it, it, I, I love the fact that our people were so peaceful and law-abiding. Uh, even some of the uh, the Washington, D.C. police were not doing as they should have. But the reason it's so important is because under our form of government, where we are a self-governing republic, the people are the government. They're the ones that are supposed to show up and judge cases on juries. They're the ones that sentence people on juries. Uh, they're the ones that elect their servants. Uh, but if you go to Hosea 8.4, uh, and I looked at numerous uh, translations of this, and I love the more modern day translation where God is telling Hosea why he's going to come down on the children of Israel. And he said, they have chosen leaders who were not my choice. So as a believer, we're supposed to, you know, pray, seek wise counsel. But you interview the people you're going to try to hire on Election Day. You don't you you don't just go in blindly. You know something about the people that you're going to vote for so that hopefully you don't vote for the wrong people and put the wrong people in charge as your servants. So Christians really have an obligation that many have not lived up to in recent years since, uh, you know, there were, as I understand, maybe 30 million uh, evangelical Christians that didn't show up to vote in 2016. So those things are very important and it's important that the people's servants in representative government know how their bosses feel. So that's why it's so important. And also to let the court know this is a big deal to us and people will have, this will have consequences. There's going to be a lot of demonstrations on our side peacefully, on the side of Antifa and BLM. They're going to be violent. So please follow the Constitution because it's a big deal to us. 
It sure is. And also, you know, I made the comment right after we, or the first day after the rally on the first show, about how there were not people marching and protesting in the streets when Barack Obama won the first time in 2008 or when he won the second time in 2012 because the people who voted for the other side, the non-Obama voters, had the sense that those elections were fair. I mean, maybe we didn't know all the details, but we yeah. knew that the, we were we were told the outcome, and the outcome was that the, that uh, Barack Obama had won. The reason people are in the streets now in 2020 is because they don't believe that the the reported results are true. They do not believe, based on what Sidney Powell is reporting about the electronic manipulation of voter tabulation software that appears to have flipped millions of votes before we got to election day. They don't. It is not that their their sour grapes were mad because we wanted Trump to win instead of having um, it allegedly uh, basement Biden win. It's because we don't believe that the reports that NBC, CBS, the media are trying to uh, to dictate are what actually happened. And that's why there's so much outrage, not because our guy didn't win, but the sense is the American people got cheated out of the system we're supposed to have. Your remark, your thoughts. Well, and, and we've talked about this previously um, off the air, but <laughs> back in um, in 2018, there was a group in Dallas. Former Intel people were part of the group, and it's a private group, but they were doing analyses of the election from Dallas County. And really, Debbie, I, I was thinking back some years back when it hit the news that Soros and others were, but especially Soros, were spending millions and millions of dollars to try to get people in place to uh, do the vote counting. And I thought, well, in Texas, the person in charge of all the voting is the Secretary of State appointed by the governor, who's Republican, so we don't have to worry about that. What I didn't think about were the big cities. The vote counting in each in each county is a responsibility of the county clerk in national elections. And in East Texas, West Texas, uh, Panhandle, the county clerks and their staffs normally do the counting. In the big cities like Dallas, Houston, Austin, San Antonio, they hire firms uh, that have been trained on how you can manipulate the system. Certain people, not everybody. And uh, they come in and that's what happened in Dallas. And mm -hmm. so they were able to look at the primary voting and things that went on and show how the votes were changed, Republican to Democrat, and how they made mistakes that made it very obvious what they were doing because that was their first try at it. And then in the general election in 2018, they got better at hiding what they were doing to change votes. And so that information was offered to our attorney general in Texas. And he and I would would talk to Ken Paxton. Ken, you need to be on top of this. They're going to throw the 2020 election if we don't stop it. And I didn't realize he had other things on his mind back then. And so um, nothing got done. Now, there were some indictments in some people in some places, but not any of the people involved in the big cities where the real theft was going on. 
And so what we have seen in this election, and Sidney Powell and I talk, she's a dear friend, and she's an awesome attorney, and uh, talked with some of the other attorneys, went to Philadelphia. But in this general election, they used every method available. Uh, I'm told that not only were votes changed Republican to Democrat, and if you recall, we were told, oh, there was a 6,000 person swing in Michigan, and that was simply a glitch. That wasn't a glitch. That was the design of the algorithm that was put in place, and uh, that same design was used in other uh, voting locations. I mean, this, this was not a mistake. And if we had, and actually I went to the president over a year ago and laid out some of the stuff that was found in the 2018 election in Texas. And he was assured by other people, we're on top of it. We're not gonna let it happen. This is, we're, we've got this, we've got this. That's a line here in Texas and, and Washington. <laughs> we got this, we got this, don't worry. Well, they didn't have it. And Christopher Krebs, that was in charge of the cybersecurity for our election, he was the head of the, it's called CISA, CISA, Cyber and Infrastructure Security Agency. But, but uh, what could go wrong when a guy that worked for Bill Gates and was a never Trumper uh, is put in charge of making sure that Trump had a fair election. What could go wrong? <laughs> uh, and, yeah. and actually, Debbie, if you go back and look, there was an article in Politico, not Trump's friend. They're no friend of mine. Uh, they're not very nice to me or the president. But uh, anyway, they had an article on election day, November 3rd. And they it was really kind of a puff piece about Christopher Krebs as head of the election cybersecurity. And he was saying, there is no chance for fraud, can't happen, this is, is solid. And he also in there wanted to thank his partners in Silicon Valley for making it <clears throat> such a, a vote of integrity. I mean, for heaven's sake, how many warning bells do you need to have go off to know we got trouble here? And But, but uh, we knew that with all the mail out, the ballots that were mailed out, we knew that, like in California, there would be massive vote harvesting like there was in 2018, where people would go out and collect votes, whether they were voted from individuals or not, whether they were properly identified or identification, were they authorized to vote, or were they illegally in this country, had they already voted four times, all of these things are, uh, are, are important and they were safety valves that were not utilized. So uh, they used every method. And, and I'm told that it, it appears they may have used also multipliers where for every vote for Biden, it counted a little more than one vote. Um, it, it, there are all kinds of things they've done. Now, uh, there was testimony before the US Senate back in 2017 by a lady that was one of the leaders in the cybersecurity of our elections. And she swore under oath to the senators that no voting equipment was ever uh, hooked up to the internet. So there was yeah. no way for anybody to hack it. 
Well, that was a lie. And this, the, the uh, story back January 10th was by NBC News, not a friend of this president, nor they very kind to me, but uh, they had 10 experts do an examination. They said at the time they examined, there were at least 35 or 36 of the voting systems that were online, and there could have been more before or after they did the check. So they are hooked up to the internet, and we know that CYTL, S-C-Y-T-L, uh, the, the electronic system that aggregated the votes and provided to the media in real time what the votes were. Those back in 2018 and 2019, they were going to the headquarters for CIDL in Barcelona, Spain. Uh, mm -hmm. But now their headquarters had been moved to Frankfurt. So they were going to Frankfurt, may have also gone to Barcelona. Why is any country that is outside the United States having anything to do with our election, having any access to back doors. And as I understand, uh, as it been explained to me by some former NSA people here that are working on all this, that uh, there was a back door to the system that could be utilized and apparently was utilized to go in and play with the numbers. But, uh, as I was, this was explained to me that actually they apparently, the people that were trying to get this election won electronically were expecting that at the very best Trump could ever do, he would never get more votes than Obama did in, at his high point in 2008, which was 69 million votes. So when all of a sudden the Trump votes came flooding in, it overwhelmed them. And Texas was supposed to be manipulated so it would go blue. And it, the votes came in so fast and furious for, uh, for Trump that they didn't have time to steal it. Even with votes, vote harvesting and all these other things, they lost Texas before they had time to steal it. So they had to go to work on the swing states that are now being looked at and are now in play. But this is so very serious and it infuriates me that um, th there are Republicans who are saying, you know, Trump just needs to concede. We'll, we can come back and win this in 2024. Are you kidding? With all the ways this vote has been manipulated, apparently, uh, there's not going to be another Republican win the presidency again. They'll have the FBI. They had many in the, the headquarters already here in Washington, but they'll have more involvement in the intelligence community. They'll have control over all the levers. And we saw how they set Trump up with a fraudulent case about the Russia hoax, which did not exist wasted three years of his administration dealing with the Russia hoax. This is not something that we can allow to be stolen and come back later and get back. Uh, we'll pretty much be done uh, as far as Republican presidents if this is not corrected. 
Could not agree more. Man, you hit on a bunch of questions. I was ticking off my list. I'm so glad you said all those things. That is, that is the, uh, including the people who are advocating on the, on the GOP side. Maybe President Trump should just concede because we're going to have so much tumult if we don't get this finalized. Let him concede, come back in four years. Because if we don't, to me, many, many avenues of cheating for voting have always occurred, always been in existence, and periodically we catch a few people and prosecute a few people. But if we're at the point now where we appear to be, where there is actual electronic manipulation of the voting tabulation software, as you, our friend, in fact, Russ Ramsland is very now, much now out in the open about everything. He was on my show last week. He described what happened. He's been all over the media. He's now informing the Trump team, the lawyers helping Trump. So they do right. understand exactly what happened. If you can't correct this, if you can't uncover it, if you can't change every single uh, thing that allowed cheating to occur, you really then you really do have to give up America because all that will ever happen is the leftists will manipulate every election right. and will have Democrat running and no potential for a Republican majority ever. It has to be corrected. Yeah, it, it will. And it already has moved us uh, so far in the direction of being a third world socialist nation, uh, you know, the programs had been used in Venezuela to uh, steal the vote for Chavez and then Maduro. So do people really think that that could not happen in the United States when people have lied, they've, they've committed crimes to try to keep Trump from being elected and then to try to throw Trump out of office? You think they wouldn't commit crimes if they'll do all that uh, to keep him from winning a second election? Uh, they were using every tool in their fraudulent bag. They were. Congressman Gohmert, I am so grateful for people like you because I have to tell you that many people are sitting back saying, of conservative side, where are the other Republican leaders? I mean, maybe you, if you are a timid type or you're not, you don't want to speak up, but where are the Republican leaders who, because they should be able to see exactly what we're talking about. It's not whether you like Trump or don't like Trump, but if you think that you're going to let an election go, be stolen right in front of our eyes, especially now that what everyone in the country is paying attention knows what Sidney Powell is exposed, what Russ Ramsey is exposed, where are the rest of the Republican leaders? I'm not going to ask you to answer that unless you'd like to, because I just really want to get around to saying, I'm so grateful for you, your leadership, your bravery, your speaking up when so many other Republicans are cowering in the corner, not willing to speak up and defend America. It's not just defending Trump, defending America and the Republic against a fraudulent that's, election. That's right. Defending our system of government. Uh, you know, the, no form of government is going to last forever. No country is going to last forever until Jesus comes back. Uh, and so, and, and you really don't find even attempts at a republic lasting longer than 200 years. You know, in Rome, they tried to improve on what the Athenians had done, the Greeks had done, and they made it more of a republic than Democrat democracy. So it's really pretty accurate that we have a democratic republic where we have a representative form of government. But this is about to become a socialist nation. And uh, it's, a, it, it's amazing to me that you would have people think that Marx and Engels were these brilliant guys that came up with this fantastic system where everybody shared. 
Marks missed and Engels missed the most important thing in, in the development of a society, a free society, and that is the development of a middle class and the development of unions. They never saw any of those. If you can't see something that clearly coming, then do you really come up with the perfect form of government? No, it never works. You end up with a very tiny ruling class and then you have everybody else in the lower class. The peasants. That's, that's the way it goes. And Dostoevsky uh, said, as uh, Solzhenitsyn quoted him, uh, the problem with socialism is not economic. The problem with socialism is atheism. Because under socialism, there's no room for any god to be acknowledged other than the government. And as uh, Socialism said in the Gulag Archipelago, I mean, it was treasonous to teach your child something about religion or something about other government forms that may have something. But that was treason. And they would and did take your children away and throw the parents in jail. That's that often happened. So uh, this is serious stuff for those of us who want to be free to practice our Christianity and to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we're coming to a time though in the United States, if we don't get this, this corrected, when the persecution of Christians is gonna be full bore. I mean, would you have ever thought in your lifetime, say 20 years ago, that a day would come when government, local, state, federal might say, you can't go to church. Yeah, you can go to a casino, you can go to a liquor store, but you can't go to church. That's really not essential. You know, even 20 years ago, people would have been rushing to church when they saw a pandemic arrive saying, we got to pray to God for his grace and his protection. That's not what's happening right now. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Again, I, I just can't commend you strong enough for speaking up. These are just, uh, I use the expression country changing so often, but this is truly <clears throat> has a potential, if this isn't corrected, to alter the course of America and the future of freedom for the yeah. rest of time. It, it's, well, it's that serious an election and that serious an issue of, can we have our democratic republic with elections where laws are followed? Can we, can we root out the evil? Can we bring out criminal prosecutions of those who engage in that, or are we just going to surrender to the socialist, leftist mindset that is attempting to take over not just America, but a lot of the world? It, it, is where we are. What's tragic is it just isn't country changing, it's world changing. Yeah. Uh, it, it's in the news today that China's getting upset with uh, Australia. They worked uh, an agreement out with Japan, a mutual agreement. And I had three Australians telling me, look, if you lose your freedom in America, they were here, uh, you're not gonna be able to come to Australia. China will take us over before you'll have a chance. And those in Western Europe that have scoffed at America, belittled America, look down their noses at America, if America loses our freedom, Western Europe will be taken over very quickly. And uh, there's not going to be a safe island as I hear, well, I'll go find an island. There won't be a safe <laughs> place to go if there's not a strong America standing up for freedom 
And once uh, we were to become, and I use that as not it's going to happen, but the future, uh, uh, I guess a future perfect tense, uh, if it were to happen, then there's no freedom anywhere. So it is very important to the world. And we've heard from people. But you ask about more people not standing up. You saw the American people come to Washington and stand up. But let me tell you, just as we saw in the last couple of days in Michigan, you stand up over an election that the socialists think they have won, uh, there are going to be consequences. And that's, you know, there's a lot of fear that Antifa, BLM, the socialists have, have successfully uh, conveyed to people, you're going to stand up against us, you need to be in fear because we're coming for you. We're going to dox you, get your address and your name out there, your family, your family's going to be, we're going to be after them. It's a very dangerous time like we have never seen in America. That it is. Congressman Louis Gohmert, I cannot thank you enough. I know you have a lot in your agenda in Washington. Thank you so much for taking time to talk about why you went to the rally, talk about the seriousness of this battle over election 2020, about the consequences for the future of freedom in America and the world. I, I just can't thank you enough for all you do. We need to keep praying, but keep working both. Amen, sir. Congressman Gohmert, thank That's you so it. much. Great to see you. Okay, folks, that is one of the true, true hero leaders in Washington. There are a lot of people who get elected to Washington yeah, on the Republican side, on the conservative side, who can come home and speak to the crowd and say, you know, whatever they're supposed to say that day about, you know, yes, low taxes, limited government, strong military, freedom, free markets, and they don't fight. We in America are facing the impending Marxist takeover of this country right in front of our faces. And we're going to go to talk about that next in just a moment. But that is what we are facing in America. And it is so radical. It is so extreme. It is so imminent. And yet you see most elected Republicans standing on the sidelines, kind of hoping maybe that this doesn't or that somehow the alligator will eat them last. But they aren't going to get in the fight. They aren't going to stand up. Many patriots around this country are extremely grateful for Congressman Louis Gohmert for standing up for America and for all those patriots who showed up at the Million MAGA March in Washington and marches and rallies and boat rallies and boat and parades around this country. They're standing up for America and that is, is vitally needed at this time. Okay, so that we got our show off schedule this week, uh, today a little bit, because uh, I had to grab when he was available, and I'm so glad he was. Um, a couple of the topics I want to try to hit today. I was going to do my first five today um, on the latest vote and election fraud on Smartmatic and Sydney Powell and all that. I'm just going to give you the quickest, quickest summary of where we are um, on this first, I'm calling it the first five, latest vote, election fraud, and all that. So Sydney Powell, I just want to tell you the things she's been doing. Um, she is, of course, the uh, former lawyer, is a lawyer still for Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. She's now joined the Trump team. She is out there speaking. She is not hiding what she's saying at all. I want to give you a quick summary of it rather than play it for you. It's a quick summary of it. She is saying that the um, real vote count, she is saying President Trump won in a landslide. President Trump won re-election in a landslide. 
and she is saying that uh, this she believes that President Trump earned when you get rid of all the votes at the uh, electronic manipulation of voter tabulation software, all that occurred, the switching votes after you've cast them, when you get rid of all those, President Trump probably won 80 million votes. The American people are so with him, and that's what she is saying. Uh, she also talked at great length about how they've uncovered, if you have Sidney Powell working for you, you better not be hiding the truth because she will get to it. She got to, now they have an affidavit from a Venezuelan official talking about this Smartmatic system, not just capable of being manipulated, but actually designed. The Dominion, the Dominion and Smartmatic, the whole system they use, the Dominion program, vote count, counting program was designed to rig elections, not poorly designed. So by mistake, it was you could hack in designed to rig elections, designed to have Hugo Chavez and then later Nicolas Maduro in Venezuela win their elections. They were going to make sure nobody ever won again except except the radical leftists in this world. That and, and she talked about that that program has been exported to places in around South America where spread appearing to spread the popularity of socialism by rigging results so that people who are socialists and leftists win and then spread to America. This is what you're facing in 2020 election cycle. This is why it must be uncovered. Sydney Powell is on the job and man, I would not want to fool with her. I mentioned Wayne County in this first five. All, all that and, and um, we, uh, Wayne, what happened in Wayne County was the um, Two, is two Democrats, two Republicans. Wayne County is where Detroit, Michigan is. And in Wayne County, there is so much evidence of manifest fraud, dishonesty, a, a rigged and stolen election. And yet they were asked, the people who have to make the certification on behalf of Wayne County, to certify the election for Biden. And they first said they, they couldn't get to a, 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 a yes because they have two Republicans and two Democrats sitting on the committee that has to certify it. Republicans said, we're not certifying this. And somehow over the course of the evening and the discussion and threats of racism, the argument, oh, so you, you, won't, you want to disenfranchise the black voters of America. That's why you won't do this. And you know, that's why you won't go ahead and certify this election. So you had the uh, individuals in, um, the, on those, those committees say, okay, okay, we'll certify it. So all four certified an election that everybody watching it is telling you is massively fraudulent. I actually did have a quick clip by um, Sidney Powell. If you could, Matt, uh, there's a quick clip by her. Um, Sidney Powell, I sent you. I think we can do, quick, play her short clip. Accounts from the ballots that the election could not have been more rigged than it was. And I think it also affected the race of uh, Senator John James. The same patterns fall there. We're still doing statistical analysis of that race. But this, the math just doesn't add up for anything. And we know Dominion has a long history of rigging elections. That's what it was created to do to begin with. We've introduced the affidavit of the person who worked with Maduro, a high-ranking military officer who saw it all happen and explained how it worked. And it's, it's out for the public to see on my Twitter feed at Sydney Powell number one. So don't tell me there's no evidence of fraud. We've got increasingly mounting evidence of significant fraud across multiple states that casts into question the validity of the elections in every swing state, including Nevada and Arizona and Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia. And it went beyond that too. 
the affidavit of the young military officer we provided yesterday to the public explains how it was created for that very purpose. So Maduro, I mean, so uh, Hugo Chavez would never lose another election. And he did not after that software was created. He won every single election and then they exported it to Argentina and other countries in South America. And then they brought it here. And they, it's a foreign company, no matter how you look at it. So they've already violated the president's order against foreign interference in our elections. Our votes were actually eventually counted in uh, Barcelona, Spain, or Frankfurt, Germany, on foreign servers. It's absolutely stunning. And what's really stunning is the effort that is being mounted against getting the truth out on this. Okay, folks, we could, I urge you to listen to her whole interview there, but I want to hit one last story today. Uh, first of all, I'm very grateful Congressman Gomert was available in relatively short notice and gave us such a, a lengthy discussion about where we are in this country. What Sidney Powell's telling you, and the more you listen, the more you read. Now, if you go to Politico or any left-wing website, all you'll see are all of the litany of explanations by the mainstream media that there was absolutely no fraud. Everything was wonderful. Everything was perfect. Uh, Biden elect Biden has won. You know, he's out there picking the, you know, his wife's out there picking the curtain pattern. This election is so far from over and it could not be more important to understand what is really occurring. Sidney Powell is reporting to America the same thing that was talked about in this show and other shows the Russell Ramsland organization, uh, organization he heads up, ASOG, Allied Securities Operations Group, based right here in Dallas, proved this, dug in, proved it two years ago, that remote, absolutely, not just suspicion it could occur, absolutely has occurred. The remote manipulation of voter tabulation software to literally flip the vote count being held from early voting. So you get to election day, because they don't release the early voting data early, get to election day, and then whatever happens on election day, you then find out the early vote tallies, and these people have been manipulating early, or the uh, vote totals electronically. And so what you're hearing Sidney Powell talk about is, that's what has to be exposed in a, a system created in Venezuela for the purpose of being rigged created to allow leftists to win. And I'll hit one more tiny little point about this before I get to my last topic for today, which is a message from someone who is from Yugoslavia and trying to tell America what she saw happen in her country and she sees it happening in ours. But my last point about how this software has been used is just to say, just to plant the seed, to ask you to think about how dramatically this theft of elections, this presentation as though these were legitimate elections in Venezuela, Argentina, other countries in South America, and all over America, how dramatically they have actually swayed not just who gets elected, that's big enough that they elect leftists, but they elect leftists by cheating because the truth is the American people don't want what the radical left is trying to sell America. The American people do not want the AOC, democratic socialism, socialism, Marxism, communism that the American left is selling. They rejected it overwhelmingly in this election cycle and in other elections. But because we did not know at that time how much the data were being 
shifted, that the election results were, le were not legitimate, that the election results were lies, many decisions get made by political parties, by uh, hand-wringing inside the GOP and all sorts of races. Well, where do we go wrong? Why did the people not buy our message of love America and freedom? You know, how do we have to change our agenda? How do we have to change our messaging? We better change everything. Go along with some things these radical leftists are pushing because after all, we're losing elections. The, the sinister among many aspects, one of the most sinister aspects of this whole rigging of elections that the radical left, which is the Democrat Party of today, have benefited from, is that the American people, the, the political parties, the GOP and others who advise candidates sit back and say, well, wow, I guess I didn't understand America. I must be wrong. Let me just go back and change everything. We change our messaging. We change our policies. And maybe the worst of all, the American people begin to lose faith in their own thinking, their own judgment, what their own eyes and ears tell them. Millions of Americans could look at what the left has done to this country, could look at what America is being destroyed by the left in this country, and yet they see the election results and they think, wow, I, I guess I'm wrong. I mean, my eyes and ears tell me that America is a good country. It's not filled with evil and that the American people love freedom and they love free markets. They want America to continue to have freedom and free speech and freedom of religion and all the freedoms that were guaranteed. But I guess I'm in a minority now. This is what the Republican voter is duped into thinking. I guess I'm in the minority. I guess the rest of America wants to surrender all of our liberty. Everything changes in this country because of what the left is doing. But now that's been exposed in a tiny way, this crazy time in America, this crazy time we're in right now, post-election day, pre-knowing the results of the elections, the truthful results, we're beginning to see how much, the, how much cheating contributed to left-wing victories in this country and in South America and around the world. We're, we're able to see that the people really didn't pick socialism. They really didn't pick communism. They really didn't pick Marxism. They really don't want what the left is selling. The American people, especially conservatives, or Republican voters, you have to take this point to heart. Don't get pushed around by seeming election results and thinking, oh, I guess I was wrong. I guess America doesn't, you know, I, I'm in the minority. I kind of like America. I think America the free, as America is a great country. But because these leftists have manipulated voting data, you can start to you can go down the wrong path of thinking and conclude, well, I guess everybody else, uh, you know, they really like the leftism that's being sold, the socialism, Marxism, communism coming from the left. That's what they want you to think. It was, a, it was one of the many horrific outcomes of this voter manipulation. So it's been exposed. It will be if Sidney Powell can, 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 can pushing her story, pushing litigation. It'll be exposed to American people to see. And we may be at an absolute moment of American renewal of the love of America. Okay, one more story I got to hit today. Um, and that story, uh, I called it the MO, which is the modus operandi, the MO, how leftists destroy countries and freedoms. I sent Matt, the extremely wonderful producer, a clip. This is a woman. This is a woman who lives, who lived in Yugoslavia. She watched and would play a small clip, and you could listen to the whole clip. It's available on our website, but she has pretty thick accents. We're going to play a little bit of her clip, and I'm going to tell you what she's talking about. It's a woman from Yugoslavia trying to warn America, not just don't go communist, don't go socialist, but warning how 
leftists in her country after communism fell pursued the communist agenda but they gave themselves a new name of socialists and the absolute the mission the the method they used to dupe the people of Yugoslavia into accepting the socialist message so Matt the wonderful is player a friend from Yugoslavia in the light of the recent events in the United States I felt morally obliged to shed light on a very similar chain of events that took place in my country during the 90s. The cause of those events was the same, a constantly re-emerging ultimate evil, nihilistic, non-theistic religion slash cult that caused hundreds of millions of deaths in the 20th century and countless suffering. Now proponents of that religion want to run the experiment once again and in that experiment you people of America will be lab mice. In the 1989, the fall of the Berlin Wall marked the victory of the free world over tyrannical monstrosity of communism across the Europe. However, Yugoslav communists didn't feel like letting go of their precious powers. Since the climate in Europe was extremely anti-communist at the time, they knew they needed a new strategy, an ideology that would seduce the masses and keep the power in their hands. So they come up with a very clever idea to rebrand the communism in Yugoslavia and to change its name into socialism. To establish national socialism, you must first install hatred in people. In order to create genocidal levels of hatred, you must divide people of one country in well-defined groups. In other words, you must create tribal or groupthink. This can be achieved in different ways. You can divide people by ethnicity, by race, by religion. You can let your imagination go wild. Okay, I cannot urge you strongly enough to listen to her whole video, but I want to tell you a few things about what she's saying, because this is happening right in our faces in America. This is a brilliant video this young woman did. And one thing I'll tell you about, the, a, a gentleman um, I happen to know, William Federer, I heard him speak at something uh, recently. He has a new book out called Socialism, The Real History from Plato to the Present. One point he makes is the same point she's making. The way socialists dissolve a country, the way they tear it apart, the way they instill the routine into, the, the way they instill the uh, division into a country, the way they cause people in the country who formerly were united, who knew they loved their country, the way they do that is insidious, a psychological operation, an insidious and an evil tactic and in this book, Federer wrote, he refers to, he talks about example after example after example after example. And he actually covers in this book what that woman, in fact, this very woman's video, her point, to summarize her point before I quickly tell you what Federer had to say about her, her point was this. The people who love to control other people, the communists, whose idea of government is will control every darn thing about your life and you're you're not even going to have a chance to have freedom we control you that's a message of communism when communism fell ugly word now in western europe they had to turn so they went to socialism as she goes into a little bit thing about national socialism but they all socialism was and i've said a thousand times on my show socialism is just communism without a gun it's just it socialism is communism without a gun. And so 
the people who love power over others, the communist Yugoslavia, so okay, okay, well, that's not, we're not communists, we're just socialists, it's a whole different thing here. But she talks about the tactic they used, how they broke down civil society in Yugoslavia. And people, when you listen to what she's saying, it's exactly what left-wing America is doing to our country today. You have to grasp this. It is exactly what the alleged Democrat Party, which is the socialist, Marxist, communist party of today. That's who today's Democrats are. That, what they are doing to our country is exactly what the former communist, then socialist leaders of Yugoslavia did to her country. They break people into, as she calls them, into tribes. The left lives to create tribes in America. The left, the Democrat Party, acquires all of their political power by starting from the premise that, the, that everyone has to be designated into a tribe. You're told which tribe or silo you must live in. And, and that's who you are, it's your identity, not your intellect, not your individuality, not your faith, not your understanding. You're in the tribe they put you in, the silo they put you in. This is what the Yugoslavians did, the Yugoslavian communists slash socialists did to their people. It's what the left is doing to America today. They're dividing us into silos. And then, as she goes on, and Federer actually has a lengthy clip, I wanted to share some of it in you. You have to, as she says, as you heard her say this part, you, the, the government trying to do this must instill hatred in their people. You divide people of one country into well-defined groups. And the next phase, you must start claiming that the cause of inequalities in your country is nothing but discrimination and hatred of one group towards another. And... That hatred must be corrected by favoring the oppressed, discriminated group over the oppressor group. This is Democrat strategy, campaign strategy, one-on-one -on -one in America today. This is exactly what they're doing. And she goes on to say, um, they, they, the government, the media, you know, sadly, in, in Yugoslavia, same kind of ridiculous, useless media our country has, the mainstream media in Yugoslavia were government controlled and were fueling the narrative about mutual discrimination and hatred relentlessly. So then, growing fear, feelings of insecurity, destroyed relationships, marriages, friendships, and people started retreating and isolating within their own group because they didn't feel safe anymore with the individuals from other groups. You have to understand what the left is doing to our country in this very election cycle. And actually, for at least since the beginning of Obama and probably Obama's presidency, probably long before that, the left is doing to America what the communists and then socialists did to Yugoslavia, dividing the people, instilling hatred and suspicion among them toward each other. And then she even goes on to say, all of a sudden, staged and very well-organized mass protests started all over the country against alleged oppression, which the left is doing. This is, you see all these crazy protests in America. They're not protests, they're riots against alleged oppression, which does not exist in this country. And then protests were peaceful, but soon rioting and burning started. And then you have a spark, a convenient event of mur you know, someone being murdered, a random uh, murder of one group, and then you have an explosion. But she goes on to talk about the socialist communists exploit the division they've created. They, they have the people so angry, so pitted against each other that they pose themselves as the saviors. They're gonna fix everything. They're gonna fix the chaos and division they created. 
That is their whole point. This is the point of the Democrat Party of today. They have divided and insidiously lied to the American people about other groups and how other groups are oppressors and they're an oppressor and you're one of the oppressed and you should be a victim and, and, and giving everyone their new victim card. Anyway, she said it got so chaotic, people started erecting barricades in the entrances of their cities. Uh, peace couldn't be restored anymore. Um, headlines and photos alarmed people. And so they finally got around. The army try, tried to take control. They couldn't figure out how to do it. And at the end of the day, Yugoslavia found itself in a civil war, city against city, village against village, genocide, ethnic cleansing, dislocation of hundreds of people. And she ends with, we, are, we were brainwashed. We were brainwashed into buying the story, we the people are the enemies of each other, while our true enemies were advancing with their sick, demented agenda, which had as the ultimate goal total and unlimited power. This is the Democrat Party of today. This is the left of today. My friends, I do this show. The only reason I ever do this show, I do this show to speak up for the unique, extraordinary greatness of America. This precious country is being intentionally manipulated into violence, division, and hatred, and it is all being done by the left for the same reason they did it in Yugoslavia and doing it here to invite division to the point that we are crumbling as a country and then to reassert what they want, what they think they're going to get if they could, had only managed to elect Biden, which is absolute totalitarian control over this country. The American left does not any longer live anywhere in the American ball field, anywhere in the American dream, anywhere in the American constitution, anywhere in the beauty and vision of a country envisioned by our declaration in the constitution. The American left is lives to divide. They don't wear a label and tell you that. They don't put it in their campaign platform, we live to divide. But wise Americans of many backgrounds, race, ethnicity, national origin, are all waking up to recognize that this country is a much better and greater country than what the left claims about it. That America is a good and noble country filled with good people who do not hate each other. We can overcome this leftist assault on America by reasserting our identity as Americans, our rejection of the effort of the left to divide this country into hopeless chaos and division and anger. The way to fight back is to reject the labels they try to assign, reject the tribe they try to assign you, reject the silo, reject the silo tribal thinking to say, no, we Americans, we the people are much, much better than that. We refuse to be divided into the tribes and silos the left is pushing. We come together as the American people around the ideas of America, the ideas of the Declaration of Independence, the ideas of the Constitution. We, ha we have in many strange ways, just like this election fraud that has most fortunately come to the surface to be addressed, we have in America the opportunity not just to get to the honest result of this election, which as Sidney Powell has said, Trump won in a landslide, and everybody on the conservative side knows it. And there should be no capitulation, no willingness to concede in order for some greater peace. You can't have greater peace in our country by surrendering to the totalitarian left. The time to stand and fight is now, not just about election fraud, 
but about the whole ugly, sinister effort of the American left to divide this precious country of people who have gotten along for centuries. Different races, ethnicities, national origin, skin color. We've gotten along in this beautiful country called America because of the ideas of our founding. And we have to overthrow, reject, and eviscerate with our arguments what the left is trying to do to this country. The, le the America is a much, much better place than the American left. The Democrat, Marxist, socialist, communist American left is trying to say America really is still the country filled with a vast majority of good people who love this country, who love their neighbors as themselves. And we must stand up and throw off this effort to destroy the common dreams, the commonality of the American people. We must throw off this radical Marxist assault, which is on our soil in America today. We must overthrow it, must reject it, must expose, reject, and eviscerate it, reject it from our country, because America deserves much better than what the left is trying to do to this country. At the end of every show, I tell you why the stories we talked about today matter to you. So we started our show today. Um, we started with um, the latest uh, vote and election fraud. Um, I didn't get to all of the details of that story because we had Congressman going on for so long, but which was great. But Smartmatic, Sidney Powell in Wayne County, Michigan, a senior Venezuelan military officer confirms under oath Smartmatic software was designed to rig elections. That's his purpose. Exported to Argentina, then other countries in South America, and then to the U.S. of A. Ultimate gaslighting, this is the ultimate gaslighting of America, duping us into thinking that our fellow Americans voted for socialism. The world is not embracing socialism. It is watching rigged election results. Sidney Powell has estimated that President Trump actually received about 80 million votes. Wayne County, Michigan had a 2-2 to -two deadlock on certifying results after massive evidence of fraud in Detroit. Deadlock resolved to 4-0, for certifying after GEO members caved to accusations of being racist, the uh, race card the left plays all the time. Americans understand integrity and honesty, but do their elected officials, can their elected officials find backbone? And on the next slide we had, um, the uh, MO, which is the modus operandi, how leftists destroy countries and freedom, why it matters. Viral video of a Yugoslavian woman is a must listen. She outlines the leftist playbook. Use civil unrest to instill hatred among groups, blame inequalities on discrimination and hatred, make government into the force for waging battle between oppressor and victims, media fuels that narrative, fear and insecurity breaks down societal cohesion, start staged riots, use a spark, here it was George Floyd, to get things to go wild, private malicious form, law enforcement doesn't know who are the bad guys, chaos ensues, Innocent, well-meaning people brainwashed into becoming enemies of each other, all because leftists love power. They do not believe in love for one another. This is fundamentally un-American. And that is the end of my slides for today. My friends, I thank you so much, very, very much, for listening to America Can We Talk every Monday through Thursday, 3 p.m. Central Time, where I always talk truth about America because America matters. And I will talk to you next time. Can you hear us now? America, can we talk? Truth about America.